Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and uh, good day, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show is uh, taking flight out of the bunker here in Western Canada. Duke's joining us on the program. Your phone's humming, man. Busy day. It's, it's melting today. You doing business? Oh, yeah. Is it all good? It's always all good. Okay, good. Even when you think it's bad, it's still good. <laughs> well, we are uh, in hour two of the program Hour one for y'all watching on Game Plus TV. And we're in a very good mood today. We've got a lot of things to cover. We've got some sizzling topics. I'll remind you that beginning February 1st, what day is that? Monday. Beginning Monday. Yeah. It'll be two hours of the RP show on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Two hours beginning at noon Eastern. So you won't have missed any of the show beginning Monday. But we got some... Delicious conversations going on. And uh, let's just jump into the quick six show topics, please, Jordan. Let's do that. Because they come up in that. And I might remind you, too, we had two big-time guests in hour one. Jason Tatarnik, the head coach of the and general manager of the Estevan Bruins, who also coached Woodstock in the Maritime Junior Hockey League and Chilliwack in the BC Junior Hockey League. He spoke on behalf of all junior coaches across the continent. I would be correct in saying that, right? Oh, yeah. And he had some very interesting things to say. We'll just we'll reflect on those. He brought three tower pizzas from the Tower Tap House in Estevan. So That's really messing with the diet. Lunch is handled. And we had Ryan Leslie with us from Sportsnet Flames as it's game day for the Habs and the Flames tonight. And it's, this is ringing in my head. We were talking about the little dust-up at the end of the game the other night between the Flames and the Leafs. And I said, oh, the NHL wouldn't like that. They wouldn't like that. I don't think they do like any physical, right? Yeah. And Ryan Leslie was saying, well, Rod, it's still the NHL. Like, did you see that clip? Yeah. He's like, you're not trying to take this from us, are you? Can't fight anymore. You can't have brawls. I'm like, it's not me. It's the muckety mucks, the suits. They don't want any ill will and the cancel culture. We can't, oh my, you can't show any aggression. You can't be a man. And I'm talking about in the realm of a sports arena. Oh my God, kids are watching. You can't shoot a puck at somebody. It shows poor, poor sportsmanship. And he's saying it's still the NHL. And I'm thinking, well, you're not got to, I'm not the one you got to convince. It's when they send the disciplinarian to sit up in the tower and watch when the Flames are playing the Oilers. Like the, the principal rematch. on the school ground. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering where we're at these days. Yeah. And he made me feel like the 
what should I say? Like the, just the, the cancel culture crowd. I'm not part of it. I know. So he was okay with it. He, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But I, I know for a fact the networks have been instructed not to put fights in their highlight films and their commercials. Right? You can't show fights. So that's all that I'm saying. Anyways, to our topics, other than to say the sports doctor, Dave Patrician, will be joining us from Winnipeg to talk Jets, Jets and Bombers. We're loving Winnipeg. And it's mutual. I'm going on CJOB Radio 68 in an hour's time to talk about the Winnipeg Jets with Cam on the noon news program there. So I, I'm loving what's happening with Winnipeg, by the way. And the people over there said, hey, Rod, you're our guy. You just got to gotta not be the rider guy anymore. And I'm like, it's all, it's fine. That's fine by me. What did we say last week? To get something in life, you have to give something up. Right? That's right. And that's kind of where we're at. So, hey, Winnipeg, we're with you. Point one, Super Bowl 55. We're 10 days out or ish from the NFL championship game. It's starting to be called the greatest matchup of all time. And I had thought Darren said it earlier in the week, but you're saying it wasn't you. But now the pundits are saying it's the greatest matchup of all time. Of all Super Bowls, the 54 prior, this is the best one. And there's an argument to be made for that. Because you've got Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, for the people that don't understand, GOAT, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time, Tom Brady, going after his seventh Super Bowl championship against Patrick Mahomes, who's already got one, and they're saying he's the next Brady. Well, he can't be the next Brady until he beats Brady. That's step It's one. like Mr. Miyagi and Ralph Macchio, right? Yes. Master pupil thing here. So it is a fantastic matchup, and maybe it is the greatest of all time, but it takes us into point two. Who is the greatest GOAT of all time? Forget about sport by sport by sport. Who is the number one sports athlete of all time? It's our poll question today for Capital Auto Mall and Universal Collision Center. And there's your options. You can see. I know the listeners can't, but Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, or other. Wayne Gretzky is running away with it on Facebook and Twitter, and that's cool because he's got my vote. I love Wayne. I've extolled my love admitted my love for Wayne Gretzky many times on this program. He's my favorite all-time hockey player, and I was a goalie. Dupes, did we get the right three? Because you weren't part of the discussion when we put it up. I think so. I thought you'd get a lot more back and forth on the LeBron-Michael Jordan thing. But, you know, when it comes to Wayne, I think you look at he's undisputed. Right, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, your mom said Bobby Orr. Your mom wrote it. She loves Bobby Orr. Yeah. Okay, and there's she probably thinks he's hot. If people love, uh, you know, Gordy Howe as well, and there's Mario Lemieux, and but nobody can dispute that really that Wayne's the greatest of all time, and the yeah. records are so untouchable. You know, they said Connor McDavid, he's got like almost 500 points. By the time he's 24 years old, 458 points or something like that, Gretzky had 1,000 by the time he was 24. Okay? Like, it's so undisputed. That's why I think Wayne's the greatest. Love it. So you got 22 hours-ish to vote on our poll. Who's the greatest GOAT of all time? Welcoming in our viewers' comments, Claire Wells says, Love the bunny hug, Rod. I wish we had the WHL back. Go Blades. Well... As we said to the CFL fans in the summertime, wishing doesn't make it so. I wish so as well, but we have to concentrate on what is rather than what isn't. I'm honoring our teams by wearing their gear, 
but we're moving on. For instance, point three, NHL.com came out with their weekly power rankings, and as much as I don't like that they stop at 16, they go 1 through 16, I really think they should go 1 to 31. But again, it's the cancel culture crowd. We can't offend anybody by saying they're the worst team in the NHL. My God, somebody might actually look at the standings, right? But here's the top five from NHL.com, current teams in the NHL this week. Number one, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Number two, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number three, the Washington Capitals have weaseled their way in there. Point four, the Blue Blanc Rouge, Montreal Canadien. And number five, the Dallas Stars. The resident Leaf fans here aren't even complaining about this, and frankly, that's, that shocks me. But are you saying it's too early and you got too much to prove Yeah, as a course. team? Yeah. yeah, far too much to prove. And there's a difference between, for me, being one of the top five teams in the power rankings and being one of the top teams in the standings because the Leafs haven't proven that they're a powerhouse yet, even though they're getting the wins. They're not dominating anybody yet, you know, and you hope they can get there. But the teams that are in the top five deserve to be there. Uh, John Schmeiser in Kansas City, with all this focus on Brady, it takes the pressure off Mahomes. Go Chiefs. Well, yeah, you're in Kansas City. There's no pressure on Tom Brady here at all. He's proven. Mahomes isn't. I actually look at this game when you say greatest matchup. Yeah. Brady's the underdog, right? He's got all the odds stacked against him and something to prove here. Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean, what is he, 24, 25, and 1 in his last, you know, 26 or 25 games? Unbelievable. Uh, Hey, John in Kansas City, we love you. But to use a Western term, Tom Brady's Hayes in the barn. He's done the work. There's no pressure on Tom Brady here as far as I'm concerned. All the pressure's on Patrick Mahomes. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. is watching. He says if Bobby Orr had played a full career with his knee injury, he would be my goat of all time. Well, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle, Wayne. Doesn't work that way. There's a lot of what ifs. Tons. There's tons of what ifs. <clears throat> Moving on. I'm not going to get in trouble for that, am I? No, that's can just say, like the guy, you know, Austin Matthews in his first career game scored four goals. He's on pace for 1,700,000 goals. Right. You know, like. <clears throat> I'm asking, am I going to get in trouble for the <laughs> aunt-uncle reference? Of course not. Point not four. F- not for me. The uh, NHL.com had their top five, but they don't do the bottom 15. So we've got a thing here on the RP show. It's the bottom five. Can we get a graphic for that? We need a graphic for that. Sponsored by Willie's Tap House. Hey, hey. The bottom five in the National Hockey League. I'm going to do this in like five, four, three, two, one. The fifth worst team in the National Hockey League is the Arizona Coyotes, which they're my third favorite team, so it pains me to say that, but you can see they're a team in turmoil. We've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. You don't see it. When you watch the games, but it's very clear they're a team in turmoil, and that's unfortunate because there's a lot of great people in that organization. The fourth worst team in the National Hockey League is the Detroit Red Wings. They get a long ways up to go from from the bottom, and that's unfortunate. The third worst team is the Carolina Hurricanes, and let's remind everybody this is very early. This is a team that looked very good in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Uh, The second worst team is the New York Rangers. They're calling Alexi Lafreniere a bust. I'm sorry. Listen, he hasn't broken out like Tim Stutzla. 
He's not on the highlights every night. But we're not watching him every night either like we are Stutzla. That's right. we got the Senators on TV every night in this country. So hang on. This will change. But, and, and then the worst team in the NHL is the Ottawa Senators. Don't blame me. This is the standings. They have three points. The Ottawa Senators are who we thought they were. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Point five, Jim Rutherford resigning as the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins and John Chaka suspended by the NHL by Commissioner Gary Bettman. He's the GM of the Coyotes or was parted ways with the team just before the playoffs last year. Doesn't that seem odd? Does that not reek of a team in turmoil? Are we owed? Do we have the right as fans and media to know why Jim Rutherford stepped down citing personal reasons? Because he's a public person or not? Personally, I'd like it to stay private, but when you become a public person, and you don't even necessarily sign up for public life. It's kind of assigned on you, really. Your stuff's going to get out there. That's just the way that it is. John Chaka, he was suspended for purely professional reasons, right? Breaking the uh, code of conduct in terms of working out prospects, right? And a variety of things. But are we owed the right to know? I don't think that you are. But when you're a public person, you better be prepared for your stuff to get out there. Yeah. Fair? uh, Absolutely. And I think, you know, we will find out why he's not with the organization anymore. Our curiosity is not going away. I mean, I remain intensely curious to, to know why he's not there. But at the same time, if they can come up with a reason that satisfies us enough without actually letting us know the sensitive nature of it, I'm okay with that. From our viewers, a couple things. Joe Lazito, watching from Long Island, where the RP show is available on Game Plus TV on Eltis Cable. He says, those saying this Super Bowl is the best matchup may not be old enough to remember Pittsburgh versus Dallas from the 1970s. Which is fine, because that was a long time ago. Taylor Soley says, Rod, it comes with the job. Public life. I know! I'm the one saying it. I'm just bringing up the question, which I'll get to in a minute. But point six, George Springer meets the media. And I get that the Blue Jays fans, of which I'm one, they tweeted at me a couple weeks ago, remember? Yep. I'm just not super Blue Jays. Like, I don't wear Blue Jays jammies like producer Clark and his buddy Max Ritz, but I'm still in on the Blue Jays. So George Springer, the star outfielder, the richest contract in Blue Jays history, six years, $150 million, meets with the media yesterday. I was less interested in what George Springer had to say because he signed with the Blue Jays, I think, because it's the richest contract in Blue Jays history. He's signing for the money. He's saying all the right things, and I think George Springer's great. I want to hear what everybody else is saying, i.e. the pundits. And I saw Scott Mitchell on TSN, who's a good friend of mine, saying they signed him not for the bat, not for the outfielding ability for his leadership. Look what he's done in Houston. Three-time All-Star. They need a leader and an older, mature guy in the locker room with all these young kids running around because Vladdy didn't even show up in the playoffs. The Blue Jays highlight reel. The book on the Blue Jays playoff run last year is a pamphlet. They could have used George Springer last year. Now they got him. And then Mark Shapiro, the president, was on CTV Newsnet last night, which I've affectionately nicknamed the COVID channel. They took a break from COVID coverage. 
to interview Mark Shapiro, the president of the Blue Jays, and he smiled the whole interview. He is quite proud of himself for the signings that he made. I was hoping that he would say, we haven't won anything yet. We've had some great signings. We've been very fortunate, but we haven't won anything yet. Nope, didn't say that. Just basically smiled and said how great we are, which is also fine, but I'm waiting for you to go out and prove it. Off-season signings is one thing. Playing in October is another. And raising banners, by the way, which last time I checked, Shapiro and Atkins haven't done. Alex Anthopoulos and John Gimmons did. I'm on board with these guys. Yeah. yeah you're, you're past a great start. You've proven it. You've made the playoffs. You've overcome a lot of obstacles. Now it's time to take the next step. And they know that. Oh, yeah. And that's why you make these moves. Yeah. So you hope the roster can be at a spot where they can make that next step. But you're right. Haven't proven anything yet. They've had some really great rosters and haven't been able to get to the World Series. Viewer Greg Clevgard says Edmonton needs some of that too. Leadership. Now that's why they signed Milan Lucic. It didn't work out. They tried. And lastly, it is January 28th. That's Bell. It's Bell Let's Talk Day across Canada where Bell... The phone company and media company have, for years now, got this discussion going on mental health. And But I'm not banging that drum. I'm not retweeting a million tweets because, to me, the mental health discussion is more than one day a year. That's my own personal beef. I'm not triggered by it anymore. And I applaud Bell for what they're doing. Nobody else is doing anything. They've raised millions upon millions for mental health research, support, you name it. I applaud Bell getting the ta- the discussion going. Nobody else is doing that. But it's a 365-day-a-year proposition. That's my only thing about Bell Let's Talk. Thank you for the one day. we got to pick up the slack, the other 364. Nobody wants to talk about it, right? Yeah. I don't know how much progress we're making here. It's not Bell's fault. They're doing all they can. But we all have... Mental health, we all have it. Just like we all have physical health. You need to look at it the same way. The question is, do you have poor mental health or good mental health? Do you have poor physical health or good physical health? If you've got poor physical health, you're going to go train in the gym. You're going to do something. You're going to walk a block a day. What are you going to do for your mental health? That's the question. It is okay to be not okay. But it's not okay to not do anything about it or only talk about it one day a year. Applauding Bell, but let's keep it going tomorrow. Okay? Okay. This has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NFL. Our next guest is a big fan of the Four Seasons. Dave Patrician joins us next, the sports doctor from Winnipeg. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. Live daily on YouTube and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Okay, everybody, he's been waiting a while. I appreciate it. Uh, Just before we bring in the sports doctor, Dave Patrician, from our viewers... On the text line, okay, for Prairie Mobile, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer. Scott in Saskatoon says, Bernie Federko, goat. 
<laughs> of <laughs> yeah, goat of what? Goat from Foam Lake, best ever product of Foam Lake. Bernie Federico, maybe greatest blade because he and Wendell's numbers are the only ones. Hey, I get it. Believe me, retired. Uh, Jamie in Nova Scotia, dupes looks like Don Johnson from Miami Vice. And you've already discussed it. Bell, let's talk to you, but I have to add, please check out the Recovery Hour with RP, and please reach out to RP as he's been a savior along with my other idol and hero, Theo Fleury. You demand, RP. Thank you, Jamie, in Nova Scotia. You're the best. And from DG in Saskatoon, he says, Morning, guys. The greatest goat of all time is pro bowl, pro bowling legend Pete Weber. As he always says, who do you think you are? I am. Do you know Pete Weber? No. He says, in all seriousness, I'm voting Tiger Woods, though. So there you go. When you get some time, YouTube Pete Weber. It's legendary. I will. Okay. Oh, I have. He yells at the crowd, right? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Dave Patrician. Speaking of goats, of there he Actually, you asked me. Nice jacket, by the way, buddy. Happy New Year. Thank you. And Happy New Year to you. Are you getting it now when I you asked me a while back? You're like, what does it mean when you guys say your show is a pasture of goats? You get it now, right? A pasture of... Well, a pasture is a field where you put livestock. Are you with me on that, Dave? Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not out to pasture quite yet. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. You know, when you talk about goats, and, and I saw the poll a little bit later on, and, or a little bit earlier on today... Definitely Michael Jordan, because if you think about Michael Jordan and basketball, everybody knows him, and there's no debate about that. Football, there's a little bit more conversation. And Wayne Gretzky, there's really no one, no conversation about that. So in baseball, there's a lot more guys you could consider, but hockey and basketball, those are solid, solid choices. Thank you. I had to Google it, who's won the most World Series, and it's 10, and it's Yogi Berra, interesting enough. But since you're in Winnipeg, and because we're getting so much runway in Winnipeg, and we love Winnipeg, you tell me, who's the goat of the Blue Bombers and who's the goat of the Jets? I'll hang up and listen. Well, the uh, Winnipeg Jets, I mean, we've had a lot of incarnations of that team. You had the uh, WHA incarnation, and, uh, and that would have to be Bobby Hall because he was the guy that put hockey on the map. The NHL incarnation, I think it's tied between Dale Howarchuk and Timu Solani, even Timu Solani. Basically just had a cup of coffee here uh, for his whole career. But, you know, the, the rookie record was uh, absolutely um, one of the greatest chases that you've ever could experience uh, back in that day. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I mean, I, I know a lot of Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And uh, I think of guys like Kenny Plain, who I never personally saw play. But I've been in a lot of different functions with him. He absolutely has to be in consideration for that. And you got to think about guys that have been around a long, long time. And I'm talking about Chris Walby, Bob Cameron. But Chris Walby would get my vote as the uh, GOAT of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Nice. And I don't think there'd be too much argument in Winnipeg over that. We're going to jump around on this interview, uh, Dave, brushing on quite a few topics. And because I know that you can uh, do that with me. Here in Saskatchewan, a lot of talk about the CFL season. And while I was kind of optimistic and somewhat positive there would be one, particularly with the commissioner's comments last week. No, I'm not so sure. Please tell me in Winnipeg you're hearing something different. What What is the take in your land about the CFL in 2021? Well, there's not a lot of news. I mean, when I got I got the same uh, letter that probably all of us did from Randy Ambrosi, um, talking about the, the season that's, that's supposed to be coming up, 
Um, you know, Bombers are signing guys, as are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So I believe that there's going to be some sort of season in uh, 2021, uh, but modified. Um, I think, you know, one of the great advantages of uh, Canadian Football League, and just like the NFL, we play outdoors, so you can get a few fans in there. Um, it all depends really on what, you know, TSN wants to do because they're a big part of the decision-making with the uh, Canadian Football League. If they think that's going to be ratings and they're going to get money out of the investment, I think they're going to do that. Basically, what why I'm saying that is I don't think any team, unless you're allowed full capacity, will make money. And then and we're a gate-driven league. So it has to be a very big conversation between the teams and TSN. If there's a pro, if there's money to be made and put people guy put people to work, they're going to do it. But you know what I'm seeing every single day um, with COVID-19 numbers and uh, you know different variances, variants and different strains, it's not looking good because we're almost in February, right? So we're talking about what four months away for the first preseason game. Longtime CFL fan Alan Hordell writes in and says, ask the doc if the CFL can play without fans. And you've kind of just addressed that, uh, but we'll come back on that. Jamie Anstey in Nova Scotia. Wasn't Milt Stiegel a blue bomber? He was dynamic when I saw him. Well, they named a street after him. Isn't Hooters on Milt Stiegel way? Like that would be the greatest honor of all time. It is, right? It is pretty close. However, (laughs) Milt Stiegel never won a Grey Cup in Winnipeg. So um, I I have that in my... uh, wheelhouse for why I think it's Chris Walby uh, as the greatest goat. What's he the got, goat. three? I believe he had three. Yeah, 84, 88, and 1990. Right. So Bombers win the Grey Cup and the CFL ends. That's the joke, of course, right? <laughs> or the world ends, the apocalypse hits. Listen, you can smile, Dave. It's a joke, man. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that always gets from Saskatchewan with four Grey Cups since 1910. And, uh, you know, the, the Bombers up until a couple of years ago were in the contention as like the two or three most great cups they ever won. So there's always a sore spot, right? Like, you know, oh, trust me, I'm just having fun. I'm just needling you a little bit. You guys, you guys got 11 and uh, trust me, I get it. And I'd like to think that you and I, and plus our relationship with Winnipeg here, we're leaving. The fans can fight over that. I'm not going to be part of it yeah. anymore. I'm just having well, fun. I'm just, huh? You know, what's most disturbing though is, you know, the conversations that say that Calgary and Saskatchewan are the greatest rivals. That's the greatest rivalry. And I completely disagree because we, I, I believe it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think those games, Labor Day games, Banjo Bowl games, playoff games, those are tremendous games. I, I, I think that's the rivalry. I understand that people travel a lot to Calgary. They travel a lot to Winnipeg. But uh, I, to me, think that's the one of the greatest rivalries in pro sport. Well, it is. And I've run a poll on it, and 77% of respondents from Ryder fans said that it is Winnipeg. But I think we can get that it's uh, somewhat of a friendly rivalry where Prairie Cousins were very similar in terms of people. The Calgary-Saskatchewan rivalry, Dave, is personal, and it's deep, <laughs> and it's real hate. Okay? Yeah. So there is, there is, there's a, <laughs> there's a difference there. But let me just go back a second to the CFL. Like, <clears throat> I'm hearing it more and more. People see this as the NHL's playing, the NFL's playing, these other leagues are playing. Why can't the CFL play? You must be hearing that in your circles. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, of course, that, that happened all through um, November and December as uh, the NFL games were dominating the, uh, the television landscape. And, uh, again, uh, it goes down to when the CFL season was to start. 
uh, and those decisions were being made, that's when they had to pull the plug. You know, just like most things in the United States, they kind of throw caution to the wind a lot. And uh, football is, you know, more people watch football games or attend football games on Sunday than go to church. That's a fact in the United States, right? So I think it's more ingrained in that culture and it would be devastating to the United States if they didn't play. That's why they play baseball. That's why they play basketball. We're a little bit more subdued here. You know, we, you know, anytime that, you know, think about the conversations that are had when, you know, the government, when the CFL asked money from uh, the Canadian, the federal government, like that was just like, you know, people were, you know, so upset about how could they do that? Why am I supporting rich athletes? Like there's so many rich athletes in the uh, Canadian football league. So we're, we're a different bunch here. Football fans, we're kind of like, well, they didn't play. Well, there's always next year. And that's where we are as Canadians. <laughs> I know. You just nailed it. You just nailed it, buddy. But I guess since I have you on, because I do want to talk about the Line A thing and the Jets, and incidentally, the Jets aren't playing tonight. 26 teams are, but the Jets are not. But let's just stay on the CFL thing for a second. I think people have really had their eyes opened in Canada as to the business side of the CFL, and it's not as lucrative as they thought. The CFL did a great job of the smoke and mirrors and having everybody believe that it is, but it's not a rich business. But how about Scott Milanovic? What's your thoughts on the Edmonton Sun report that he made $500,000 coaching Edmonton in a year that they never even played a game? Charleston Hughes got $10,000 from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Like that is just doesn't look very fair to me. You know, I don't like when people use the word fair because, you know, life sometimes isn't fair, but that's out of line. Like what did what what did Milanovic do to contribute to the Edmonton organization? I had to stop myself, right? The Edmonton, whatever they're going to be named, organization to like half a million dollars. When there's a lot of a lot, lot of players, and I'm not talking about guys that go home and uh, maybe have secondary careers. I'm talking about a lot of guys that are like you know 25 years old, 24 years old that have invested a lot of their time and their training to play in the Canadian Football League and got the season yoinked out. And Charlton Hughes, like you said, is a great example. $10,000. I mean, who would you put on a poster to promote the Canadian Football League? Scott Milanovic or Charlton Hughes? I know. And my commentary today on Cat Country is Charlton Hughes should be held up in the realm of Aaron Donalds and J.J. Watt in this country. He's led the CFL in sacks each of the last four years. He's a major star. And he got $10,000 mm-hmm. this year while the coach of a team that never even played a game got a half a million. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. It's, it doesn't, it's not good. Who cares how it looks? So I guess, how do you think the CFL, when it does come back, Dave, looks? Will, will these imbalances be addressed? And will the salary structure change? What do you see in the future here of the three-down league that we love so much? I think it's going to be a reset like it was in the uh, 80s when um, the, the major sponsors pulled out and the television networks pulled out and you saw the demise of uh, the Montreal Alouettes after the Concords and things like that, I think you're going to see a real reset. Like, you know, I remember in the 80s and it was, you know, we had Cal Murphy as our general manager and, and the stories are just so famous about guys taking salary cuts every single year. So I truly believe that we're in for a reset. We saw that with Adam Bighill. Um, last week when it was revealed he had to take a major pay cut. And he's a guy, here's a guy, you know, here's a team that won the Grey Cup for, with guys in the lineup. Would we have won the Grey Cup without um, Adam Big Hill? I don't think so. So we're, I think we're, the league is going for a reset. There's no reason in this league, in this day and age, at 2021, 
Now we know coaches put in a lot of work, but $500,000, that's out of control for, for a league that has a salary cap. The league has, um, you know, the highest paid guys about 750 before bonuses and things like that. A coach making 500, that, that's definitely out of line. And my apologies to any of the coaches that are watching, but really when I'm thinking about that, my, I'm, I'll give you an example. I am a Minnesota Vikings season ticket holder and my ticket to the Minnesota Vikings, watch the Minnesota Vikings play, it's a different scale, is $90 US. My ticket to the Canadian Football League Winnipeg Blue Bombers is approximately $90. What am am I getting for my $90? I'm not getting the same product. I'm going because I'm a fan of the Canadian game. I'm supporting my local team, and it's part of the history of our city. It's a part of history of Canada. I'm not watching the best professional football in the world. I'm watching good professional football, at times great professional football, but there's an imbalance when you think about what I'm paying to watch the Canadian Football League compared to the National Football League. You're nailing it today, Doc. I'm impressed. You didn't even know what I was going to ask you. But the CFL is at a crossroads here or a juxtaposition. Sorry to the closed captioning guy. Of where they, <laughs> how they want to be perceived and how things really are. They're meeting. Right? And they need to face reality of what the finances are of this league. Now, just lastly on the Line A thing. Has the city calmed down yet? And what's your take on dealing the disgruntled forward for another one? Well, I was on CJOB that you're going to appear in, uh, in mere moments uh, there. I was talking to Hal Anderson, and I said there was really nothing better at a Winnipeg Jets game at Bell MTS Place when, uh, because I, where I sat on the blue line, when I saw Patrick Line open on a power play, that anticipation of them threading that puck to him was just one of the most exciting moments in sports. Uh, be there live. It's not the same on television because he was. you saw the guy open and you're basically, you know what's going to happen next if they get that puck to him. But that really was about it. Because aside from the opening game uh, where you got into it a little bit with the Calgary Flames, there really wasn't many other dimensions to Patrick Lyonnais' game. Uh, it, but that, that one was worth the price of admission on a lot of nights. But... A lot of times those shots went wide. A lot of times that you could see the frustration if he didn't get the puck. I didn't find him as a consummate team player. Now we can talk about Dubois a little bit in his little stunt in Columbus, but I think that everybody on the Winnipeg Jets is going to get better. You've seen it with Andrew Kopp. You've seen it with Nikolai Ehlers so far. Ask your question about the city calming down. It was, I, I thought there was going to be a riot on Saturday. Like I really did. Like, you know, especially if you, uh, you go to, um, social media which will probably destroy the world at some point but uh, i think when people started thinking about it and they started thinking about the upside when they really kind of went to their google machine and they figured out who dubois was i think people really liked it you can't be defined for that moment just before he got benched by torella it's going to be it's going to be defined but what he's going to contribute on the ice and i do truly believe that he's a better hockey player all around. So that's not to say that Patrick Laine is not going to light it up or Jack Roslovich aren't going to light it up over in Columbus, but I think the Winnipeg Jets as a team got better. Social media isn't the problem. People are. Guns aren't the problem. People are. Drugs and alcohol aren't the problem. People are. Bell, let's talk. David, love you, buddy. On that note, what do you got? On what? that note, on that note, Rod, Yesterday was a milestone in your life, but six years sober. I just want to congratulate that. You're an inspiration to a lot of people. And it just so happens, of course, Bell Let's Talk Day is the next day. And if anybody needed to talk, they reach out to you. 
because you're an example of uh, what conversations will do. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for sticking with me. I appreciate it. Hope to see you soon face-to-face. You will. All right. The sports doctor, Dave Patrician. From the peg. What do you got, dupes? His hair's we... looking great. I hope Everything he's, about I hope him's... he's still on. I don't know what he's doing with the, with the flow, but if he grew it out a little bit or something, but... If anyone would know. To you, Dave. It looking pretty good, my man. Looking pretty I, good. I think it's the bunny hug. We got to take out a... the hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll be back. Sports update. Viewer takeover. A lot of great comments coming in here. Uh, it's the RP Show, episode number 410 of Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this on Game Plus Television, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Sud's full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, this is going to be a great segment. Trust me. Are we getting into that? No. Okay. We're just talking about analyzing dreams here. I'm educating the kid <laughs> on what I think. But I also want to say 12.10 today, p.m. Central, I'll be on CJLB 68, Manitoba's information superstation with Cam, the host. Friday morning, 7.30 a.m., TSN 1290, Winnipeg. See what I'm saying? On the big show with Jim Toth and Troy Westwood. So I had a landline installed. Don't laugh. He's already laughing. I had Sastel come and install a landline on Monday. So the guy came into the house. He's like, you want a what? I want a landline, okay? Put it over there by the tow rubbers and the uh, bell bottoms. No, because I want the best possible quality landlines, better quality on the radio than a cell phone. Yeah. But the, by number, no one will know. More people will have the phone number to the Oval Office, Joe Biden's desk, than that landline number. I don't want anybody calling me on it except radio stations to do, across the land. That's why I put it in, because I'm doing so many interviews now. It's what, what I tell you yesterday, right? The only guy in the entire world that's excited about his new landline phone is, oh, I'm so is Rod Peterson. Yeah. Uh, well, I could go even further. I went to Walmart and bought, I won't mention the company, but I bought a portable phone. The guy from Sastel said, just go buy a phone at Walmart. So I did. The quality wasn't very good. But my good friend in Saskatoon, Ken Wasden, the Waz, gave me a Dallas Cowboys tele- uh, phone. Helmet phone. Helmet phone. <laughs> I dismantled the helmet, took the phone out of it, and works like a darn. It's 30 years old. They don't make them like they used to. I've become that guy. <laughs> That's outstanding. But I said, you got to keep the Dallas Cowboys thing. It'd make for great social media content. Imagine on your desk you pick up from a football helmet. <laughs> Well, Rod Peterson. I am literally doing these radio interviews from the football helmet. I but I are they phone, yeah. but I took the phone out of the helmet. So you're right. I might have to reassemble it. But that's what's going on in my house, folks. Sports update. NBA All-Star voting opens today without any final determination yet if there will be an actual All-Star game this season. The league says that discussions surrounding a potential NBA All-Star game are ongoing. Last night, the Raptors dropped a 115-108 decision against the Milwaukee Bucks in Tampa. 
The Senators and Canucks meet again tonight at Rogers Arena following Vancouver's 5-1 win last night over Ottawa. The Canucks can go for the three-game sweep of the Sens at home with another win. They've outscored Ottawa 12-2 in two games. Sens have lost six in a row, and they are statistically the worst team in the NHL. The Canadiens went 4-0-2 on a six-game road trip to start the season and finally return home tonight to host the Calgary Flames at Saint-Rebelle. Montreal's Nick Suzuki can become the first Canadians player to post a season-opening point streak of at least seven games since Andre Markov back in 08. Maple Leafs are aiming for their third straight win in Alberta and fourth in a row overall tonight when they face the Edmonton Oilers at Rexall. Did I say Rexall? Yeah. At Rogers Place. Toronto's win streak began with a victory over the Oilers at home Friday with two more against the Flames in Calgary. Edmonton is back home after splitting two against the Jets. Rory McIlroy is playing the Farmers Insurance Open. That's why I was singing the tune earlier. In the commercial breaks, I was saying, we are farmers. Bump, 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 bump. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because... We've seen a thing or two. We've seen a thing or two. Anyways, Rory McIlroy looking for his first tour victory since 2019 while getting a feel for the course that will host the U.S. Open in June. With seven-time winner Tiger Woods missing one of his favorite tournaments due to his fifth back injury, McElroy and former Farmers winners John Rahm, Mark Leishman, and Jason Day topped the field at Torrey Pines. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, corner of Rochdale and Pasqua, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours at g2gbars.ca. If it looks like I've lost weight, I have. It's because of G2G protein bars. Just putting that out there. Uh, from the viewers. <laughs> from My Deal Mike. Did you put the landline phone on your desk by the typewriter? From John O'Flynn in North Vancouver. How many landline owners here? I know of Rod and I. Well, I am as of Monday. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. A 30-year-old phone is better than new. What a statement on the quality of our products today. But I've known that as a 32-year broadcaster that I am. They don't make stuff like they used to. They don't make light bulbs like they used to. I know. So the old phones worked better, but whoever thought that I was going to need a landline until uh, I've been getting asked to do all these interviews across the country, and I want it to be the best possible quality. I'm going to do the CFL report when we come back. Okay. And viewer takeover. So hang on. Overtime's coming up, everybody. It's the RP Show when you are watching on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And producer Clark, and Moose DuPont, and Ryan, and Jordan, and Paul, and the whole crew. Um, who'd have thought that a discussion about a landline would get everybody so hot and bothered? I know. 
Trenton Norway says, we have a landline at home for my international calls for the same reason as you. Better connection. That's why I installed a landline at my house for radio interviews. And the radio stations are very appreciative of that. Jason Smith writes in, he says, I had a landline phone until three weeks ago. It's now disconnected. Well, we all have our own reasons for doing things. We do the CFL report daily. Are we uh, going to next week announce who the sponsor is or what's the deal? The ink's got to dry on the contract. Okay, gotcha. So here we go. Here's what's going on in the CFL. There was never a doubt in Jeremiah Masoli's mind whether he'd be returning to the Hamilton Tiger Cats this season or not. The veteran quarterback was slated to become a free agent next month, but re-signed with Hamilton on Wednesday. In an interview, Masoli said, I know myself and my colleagues are definitely feeling that itch to get going and the pain of not being able to be together in the locker room and all the things that go with it. Our fans have stuck with us this whole time, and to host the Grey Cup is obviously something special. Meanwhile, the Toronto Argonauts have acquired Canadian offensive lineman Cody Speller in a trade with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the McMaster University product who can become a free agent next month, and the Bombers' sixth pick in this year's draft go to Toronto for the Argos' sixth round pick this year. And the BC Lions have re-signed international receiver Benjamin Plew and added Canadian receivers Jacob Scarfone and Cordell Hastings. Plou is a native of France. He played four games for BC in 2019 after being selected seventh overall in the inaugural European draft. That is our daily CFL report. To the Prairie Mobile text line. Humming all over the place. And I'll remind you that our poll question today is who's the goat of goats? Who is the greatest of all time of the greatest of all times? Who is the one star that shines brighter than all of them? And the, are the options we put up were Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, or somebody else. And right now, Gretzky is running away with it. So from our viewers, from the 541, Randy Butler, he says, Gordy Howe is the best. A season back then was half the games and playoff games, and he held the record for years. Now they play twice the amount of games and playoff rounds. Of course, Wayne will break records. Also, Gordy was a hard-nosed player. Let's put an asterisk by this one. Go Habs. Well, the wonderful thing about shows like this and debates like this is I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer. I don't. (laughs) Right? That's right. I just... I don't understand. I'm not saying this guy is, but I don't understand why people get so hot and bothered over things like this. It's a fun debate. It's called a debate. And in America, they're saying totally different things than what we're saying right now. Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame says, GOAT, best ever, Lionel Conacher, who predates television. Well, he got his due by being named Canada's top athlete of the first half century. So Lionel gets his due. Brady in Saskatoon says, hey, Rod, who's the goat of goats? Wayne Gretzky. Although you couldn't go wrong with any of your options. Habs play today. Raptors lost another game, but Lowry hit the 10,000-point mark and becomes the third Raptors player to do so. Go, Habs, go. They got the Flames tonight. That is going to be a slobber knocker. Mm -hmm. And from Metal Shingle Guy... He says, Ryder Nation, Bomberland, and Edmonton can't lift the cup up by themselves anymore. XFL 2022. 
I got a thought on that, but I just want to read from John in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Ohm. Winnipeg is your second home, Rod. I know. And I like it. I like it a lot. What movie? Dumb and Dumber. You got it. This is what I'm starting to think about. Continental Football League. Hear ye, hear ye. You heard it here first. This is what it's going to be. If the CFL can't play this year, and man, oh man, we're starting to hear more. Just last week when I started to get on board with this, getting positive and declared to Kim Coates, the star of Sons of Anarchy, that the CFL is going to play. Now we're hearing all the negative Nancys, Debbie Downers. How about the negative Nelsons to put a guy in there? They're there to put a man. Yeah, in exactly. There. We could. Um, that, oh, the CFL can't play. They need full stadiums. Well, that's just not going to happen. So am I being too hard on the CFL for saying, figure it out, find a way to raise the funds that you need and get playing because the other leagues are doing it. And I'll look specifically at the National Hockey League. They're finding a way to pay these salaries. And one player, Ryan Getzlaff, makes as much, actually way more than an entire CFL team. So figure it out. And if they can't, if they can't, because they might not, Darren, Continental Football League, XFL, Come on in if you want. Rock, you're CFL alum. You, sh- you should know at least what we're talking about here. We got Tampa. We got BC. We got Houston. We got St. Louis. We got Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Montreal. Shoot, let's throw Moncton in there. Continental Football League. Let's go. It's a great idea. How, who, what? Where's the downside on this? You got more teams. You got expansion money. Because the CFL just can't seem to get this figured out. I know. It might come down to that, you know, out of necessity, you know, breeds the greatest ideas sometimes. Um, I I just say, you know, be open-minded to it. Be open-minded to the possibility that it's not always going to be like it was. Donna Berger says, do more 50-50s. I don't think 50-50 is going to cut it. And if you're buying 50-50 tickets, buy it for the Kinsman Telemiracle at telemiracle5050.ca. Tori Gurley tomorrow, Reggie Bagleton, and Martavius Bryant. You're not going to want to miss a Flame Tech Football Friday tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central on Facebook Live and right here noon Eastern on Game Plus. Truth's in the coffee. It's Truth Serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.